the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome. Welcome on back to me. It's been about three weeks since I've had the pleasure of spending Saturday night with you, and it's awfully good to be here on the drive-in. It was flat out gorgeous. The sunset, you know, the sun's off to the south now, so it's it seems farther away. It seems less powerful, more faint. But man, when it gets behind those mountains and just starts to create all those beautiful colors and the almost bitter cold, it's probably the coldest day of the year that we've had so far. Certainly feels that way to me. Let's have a quick check. 20 degrees in Aurora. And, of course, always hotter in hell, 24 degrees over there in Denver. I'm Randy Corporan. It's good to be here with you at 303-696-1971, 696-1971. Uh, as a family, made it through Thanksgiving day and, you know, working our way through Thanksgiving weekend. And um, for long-term listeners, you know, you know, firsts, when you, when you lose a spouse, firsts are the worst. And um, Thanksgiving was a really big deal for our family. I mean, my house was lit from the day before, run into the store, for, you know, 14 times for the thing that was forgotten before or we ran out of or burned. Uh, we burned dinner rolls a lot in my house over Thanksgiving. Kitchen destroyed, kids running crazy, smells good. So it was hard this Thanksgiving to uh, wake up to a, a you know, a, not a cold house, but um, an empty house, a quiet house. And uh, we all decided that as a family that we just didn't want to try and recreate all that drama this time around. So we made other plans. We got together. You know, the grandbabies have gone from three to five since uh, Tana left us 25 weeks ago. Beautiful, beautiful first baby girl, four boys, one girl now. And it's really amazing how people find people who love each other people who care about each other. And of course, I'm talking about family, but also just so many people who reach out in so many different ways, offer things you didn't even know you needed sometimes to get through that next minute, that next hour, that next day. And it's really uh, a good feeling when you can come through on the other side. You know, you start from such a, I don't know, uh, just an impossible place to think that you're going to make it through this day or this period. And then you surround yourself with the people you love and you realize all the things that there are to be grateful for. I've had blessings just pouring into my life that are extraordinary people, places, and things. And um, it just reminds you that if we're alive, man, it is our job to live and love and celebrate and keep trucking. And I just want to thank everybody. I, I've been terrible in responding to text messages and emails and voicemails and stuff like that, in part because I'm overwhelmed by them um, emotionally sometimes, but just there's so many. And then I've just been keeping myself so crazy busy to keep trying to plow through this. But 
it means the world to me. Over a hundred and I think we were a hundred and ten, hundred and twelve people that showed up at the last Tea Party meeting. Um, it was a glorious, a glorious evening. We uh, had Stephanie Hancock, one of the absolute greats. Just the great, you know, local politics is so very important. And we hammer it here on 710 KNUS. And when I was doing uh, daily work on the radio, I, we do an awful lot of political, pol uh, local politics, <laughs> a lot of political politics, too. But, um, you know, more of a global and national view when um, when I'm only talking to you lately. It's like once every three weeks, but uh, typically once per week. But it's just all so important. And Stephanie Hancock is a delight. And what she learned when she ran for house in an impossible to win district uh, just served her so well in becoming one of the new conservative city council people for the city of Aurora. Just absolutely delightful. And I know a lot of folks that listen to this show are regular Tea Party folks. And reminder, if you weren't there, <laughs> we, didn't, we ran out of chairs. Um, if you weren't there, we will not be having a meeting in December. We are putting together a Christmas party, and we'll send that out on the email chain. If you're interested in that, it's party at gmail.com. party at gmail.com. I want to welcome in new Wake Up producer John Corbliss. John, hello. He, uh, he was hanging around on the front steps when I got here, and... Uh, so, you know, I checked and made sure that the safety was off as I walked up. Uh, I didn't know this guy too well. Seemed friendly, seemed, you know, harmless. Um, but actually, real warm hello. I had no idea who he was. He had no idea who I was. And I get up here seated, and he comes walking in and says, Hey, I'm your new dude. So uh, we're going to have an awful lot of fun tonight. Our phone number here is 303-696-1971. Now, I do want to warn you. That the big boss is here tonight, uh, Kelly Michaels, so we can't get too crazy. You know, we might be able to distract him periodically, but he will be listening at times. So, you know, just keep it calm. And maybe one of the things that we ought to do tonight, since we are in the midst of Thanksgiving Day weekend, is hear from our illustrious, potentially pedophilic, putative president, crazy, sleepy, out of his mind, Joe Biden, because he's got some Thanksgiving wishes for you. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. Now, listen to that carefully. You can't hear it very well. Listen for the little giggle. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it as you pay outrageous amounts of money for your gasoline. And they lie about that, too, by the way. There's a, oh, yeah, there it is. Biden advisor on Thanksgiving gas prices. Listen to this. Gas prices are always important uh, to American consumers, to American families. It's an indicator, uh, as you just noted. And I think no, there's no time in the year where that's more true than the week of Thanksgiving. Uh, and we're at the lowest prices now since Thanksgiving of 2020. Stay so flat. clearly, as you know, we were at five, over $5 a gallon when the war in, uh, in the Russian war in Ukraine started and uh, now we're at back down to 328 when sleepy creepy touchy feely child sniffing joe biden took office gas was at two dollars and 39 cents a gallon they just 
lie to you over and over and over. There were some other holiday Thanksgiving wishes. Colorado politics reached out to a bunch of folks, a bunch of politicos in Colorado, and said, hey, 100 words or less, what are you thankful for? So if you check it out, you can see all the touchy-feely garbage from uh, Jared Polis and, and Hickenlooper just talking about what a great place it is to be here in Colorado, How what a wonderful community, how we all come together and uh, to live in this beautiful place. And, of course, it is still a beautiful place, but the roads stink, the taxes are going up, your property taxes are going up, homeless enclaves everywhere you look. During the summer, the highest auto theft rates in the country, crime up. It's so disappointing how a beautiful place like this can be turned into such a royal, I don't have a bleep button, so I'll just say a hole when it's all under total Democrat control. And look around, look at Chicago, look at San Francisco, look at just, and I lived in Chicago. I lived outside of Chicago for six years. It was a great city. But man, don't go down there on the weekends now. Don't let your kids go down there. Wouldn't let my kids anywhere close to it. I went out to lunch today with uh, a, a new friend, and um, we were thinking about Cherry Creek, and I just simply will not go into Denver unless I have to, unless there's a tradition, unless I have a court appearance, unless there's a political rally or a political action that I have to take, whatever it is, because not only is it dangerous, but it's gross. What they've done to the roads, they create these ridiculous narrow lanes for automobiles so they can have these massive lanes for bicycles that still virtually nobody uses. It's not like the steady commute lane when you're trying to get through downtown Denver I remember as a boy when we had those one-way streets on Logan and Sherman and back and forth, and the, the streets were great thoroughfares, and, and downing was fun. And, you know, I lived by Wash Park, and we could ride our bicycle to downtown Denver to ride up and down the outside of the Security Life building in the glass elevator and go up on the top and put a nickel or maybe it was up to a dime into the telescope and Look out and watch the plane's landing gear come down as they landed at Stapleton. Seven, eight years old. You could do that in once beautiful Denver, Colorado. And look what they've done to it now. But it is Thanksgiving, and I was asked for my perspective. Of course, this is a, uh, you know, this is a tough holiday season to be getting a whole lot out of me um, as we, you know, as a family, sort of dig through this first year without our guiding light. But here's what I said. Republican National Committee man Randy Corcoran, I am grateful that patriots all across the country and around the world have stewed resolutely together, insisting that we get to the truth about the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus, the forced vaccinations, their serious consequences, the 2020 and subsequent elections, and the governmental and corrupt-coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine lies about January 6th. Come back to those in a moment. On a personal note, 
I am grateful that God is still in control, that my children and grandchildren are strong, healthy, and are continuing to find ways to be happy in spite of the unexpected loss of my beloved dreamy girl, wife, mom, and Coco, Tana, this summer. So that was my hundred words or less to uh, Colorado Peak Politics. And um, there you have it. When you go back, though, and you think about what you and I have been through over the last three years now, and setting aside personal loss, I'm just talking about the world writ large, the United States of America, COVID, the lockdowns. You know, my my law practice was not very political for the most part until COVID-19. And then all of a sudden we were swarmed with people who needed help to keep their businesses open, to get their liquor licenses back, to fight off vaccine mandates. And we couldn't help the Denver police to present that. You all know what happened to Jose Manriquez after he took his vax and then couldn't walk and couldn't tuck, tuck his, four, uh, his four little girls into bed at night, couldn't carry them to bed anymore and tuck them in. And now, and of course, we were told to shut up and to sit down. And if you were on Twitter or any other social media, you were censored. You were completely screened out from being heard or even from asking questions. Many folks on the radio would talk about, you know, conspiracy theorists and crazy and how everybody needs to run out and get that jab so we can keep each other safe. And we were right about All of it, more and more people with vaccine-related injuries, deaths, strokes, all of it. The 2020 election, court cases in Georgia finally starting to bear fruit, and others around the country, Arizona, still getting uncovered. Massively powerful organizations, not nearly with the resources of the George Soros left, but with power players from around the country gathering, I'm part of some of these meetings uh, weekly and sometimes more often to continue to push back on unconstitutional laws and rules and regulations that allow the radical left to steal elections. And we're getting better at it, but they're getting smarter too. Seems like they're always two or three steps ahead of us. But things that we were talking about, things that we wondered about, questions that we asked, speculations at the time based on instinct, on some fact, on some video, on some hearsay, all starting to bear fruit. And so important that it does as we head into these 2024 most critical of elections. And then there's January 6th. I'm going to take a break here in a minute, but um, but when we come back, I want to start some of this audio that I did, that uh, that I found, that uh, John put together for us this evening, and it all relates to John Strand. John Strand is a 35-year-old, and uh, he's a super good-looking guy. He's a so he was a model. So whenever the left talks about him. The way they describe him is as, you know, 34-year-old, 35-year-old underwear model, finally paying his, you know, serving his sentence, finally paying his dues. I met this guy. I don't know. It all kind of runs together, all these political events. But at least 
at least seven or eight months ago. I don't remember now. I think it may be, I think it was at CPAC, the last CPAC that I attended. And he was telling his story along with a host of others. Um, my friend Brandon Strock was there. You know him, the founder of the walkaway movement. Um, doctors like frontline doctors like Dr. Simone Gold has been on this show many times along with Brandon and others. But this young man stood out like no other, um, it, not because he was stunningly good looking, but because of his courage, because of his story. In the same conversation where Brandon Strock was explaining why he took a plea bargain, why he couldn't run the risk of spending federal jail time in these very biased jurisdictions where, you know, getting a fair jury uh, is virtually seems virtually impossible. So he took a plea, pled guilty. He committed no crime. Watch the video front and back of the time he spent on January 6th, but could not run the risk. And in that same room, during that same conversation, and I, you know, I know Brandon well, I just got to know John that day, but had very powerful conversation with him. And he said, I just can't do it. The things that they're accusing me of did not happen. They charged him with obstruction of an official proceeding, misdemeanors of entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds, disorderly and disruptive conduct in a restricted building or grounds, disorderly conduct in a Capitol building, and parading, demonstrating, or picketing in a Capitol building. These audio clips that I'm going to start playing for you on the other side, his own words, but they're accompanied by video. Now that Mike Johnson is the Speaker of the House, he finally followed through on the promise that we were made by Kevin uh, McCarthy. Don't exactly know what happened with him and the J6 tapes, but Mike Johnson is letting them loose. And when people have a chance to go through them, and highlight what really happened versus the propaganda and the political persecution that you're hearing from the federal government about most J6ers, um, their story is coming unglued. So he tells his story. There's video with it. And if any of you uh, want to see that video, uh, you'll probably need a Twitter or now it's called X account. But it is phenomenal. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to try. haven't done this before, but I'm going to kind of watch it along um, as I play for you these minute or two pieces. Uh, because this guy said, I, I won't do it. I won't stand up and say that I'm guilty of something I absolutely didn't do. And he brings the receipts. I think you'll find it fascinating. I hope you sit right there. We will be right back here on 710-KNUS. been kind of a shift for me. I know, you know, through the summer and and um, just really until recently, a lot of the, and this is weird too, I, I think they're watching you. They're reading your mind. They're listening to you. They Because they, the music that has been coming my way on my feed and maybe this has to do with, you know, looking up things about grief, looking up things about uh, tradition, you know, a question that comes up as a widower, how long do you wear your wedding ring, you know, stuff like that. But for whatever the reason, 
the the music feeds that have been coming my way of all so many of them have been about lost loves, uh, death, broken hearts, different things like that. And, and I've been sharing that with you as it comes along. But I don't know if you remember the group. It's a beautiful day. That album is from 1967. It was Patty Santos and David LaFlame on, uh, uh, who did the violin, his wife, Linda LaFlame did the keyboards and I have that album popped up on whatever music streams I listen to. I don't go out looking for this stuff. It just seems to show up. And I used to listen to that album over and over and over. So we're pretty much going to do It's a Beautiful Day bumper music throughout the show tonight. And maybe that's a f switch flipping inside of me. I don't know. But, um, but I hope you love it. And... Again, if you have any interest in some of the music that we play or you want to see the video that's going to go along with these clips we're going to start here in just a minute, you can email me at arapoteaparty at gmail.com. Send me an email. I don't remember my personal email here at 710, but if you go to 710knus.com, click on Shows, Wake Up with Randy Corcoran, there's a big button that says Email. That comes right to me. And then, of course, you can always text the studio. Those are pouring in. Good evening to Alexa and Joni and George and everybody who's already texting. So grateful for each and every one of you. Of course, Alexa, always the first. In fact, let's just see what Alexa had to say. Oh, yeah. The New York Adult Survivors Act was basically passed to get Donald Trump sued for sexual assault. Interesting how this is turned on Mayor Adams and former Governor Cuomo. And what about all the Hollywood stars that are getting these 25- and 30-year-old charges of sexual misconduct? My God. You know, I, I have a civil practice, but I do a lot of criminal defense. How do you defend against accusations of something that somebody claims happened 20 or 30 years ago? It's just another level of lawfare. Nothing more. Also pathetic, Alexa says that Biden supposedly helped negotiate the hostages, but did not get any Americans. And then so typical that Biden is yet again on vacation this four-day weekend. 39% of his so-called presidency has been on vacation. Exactly. Just a terrible thing. Now, I always jump into the show. I always walk in and I'm thinking, gosh, I've been gone for three weeks. The one and only Dr. Matt Dunn sat in doing the show, my good buddy. So I've got to say thanks, and I should have done it first. But um, as always, always remind you to tune in for Backbone Radio 4 to, sevens on, 4 to 7 p.m. on Sundays because, you know, you can get the propaganda all week long if you want to uh, get your mind cleared You've got to tune into weekend programming here on 710 KNUS. So thank you, Dr. Dunn. You are greatly appreciated. Last thing before we start these clips is um, found it very humorous. And, and listen, I've been kind of checked out, had uh, political stuff I had to do, had a trip that was planned with my son long before we lost his mom. Um, so all those things uh, are in the rearview mirror now, along with this sort of awful but now better Thanksgiving holiday, but I found it so 
amusing. And I, I wasn't looking around. I wasn't sniffing around social media, doing my usual news hunts or any of that stuff. I literally saw uh, some kind of a statement. I wish I would have taken a picture of it or, or cut it down or copied it down. But what, regardless, the military now, and we had some of these cases come into our firm. Uh, the military, as you know, started dismissing people who refused to take the jab. And now, partly because they can't fill their recruit their recruitment requirements, they can't f- fulfill the needs of our country to maintain our security as we have all of these brand new wars under creepy, sleepy Joe Biden. The military that let to go heroes with experience, new, energetic, fresh recruits who were looking to build a career serving their country, who said, no, there's no science on this vaccine. There are already people claiming to be injured by this vaccine. I don't understand it, and you can't force it on me. They're now begging them to come back. They're begging them to come back. Now, I don't know. You you would have to. I, I don't know how anybody. And, I, you know, I've told you this before. I uh, I grew up during the end of the Vietnam War. There were no real, you know, hostilities going on. Had bad eyesight. The only thing military I was interested in was flying jets, and I couldn't do it. Dropped out of high school at 15, went a whole lot of different directions. So I never served. And, you know, in retrospect, there are things I regret about that now. But for people who made the commitment, who were reorganizing their lives, who started their families and had that focus and that drive and that desire, who were told to basically F off because you want to protect the integrity of your body, protect your own health. First of all, against a virus that in, you know, 90 plus percent of the cases doesn't kill people. And then a vaccine that we're now seeing causes strokes and like Jose Manriquez, the the Julian Barre syndrome and all of those different things that we've been watching more and more and more. They're begging them to come back. Would you go back? If the military gave you the finger and said, hey, we're going to stick this poison in your arm or you're out of here, you're going to lose your rank, you're going to lose your back pay, you're going to lose your, you know, any retirement that you've accrued. I mean, they were vicious in the way they treated these people. They were vicious in the way they'd throw them in rooms with other people who were declining, respectfully declining to take the vax. They treated them brutally. And now they're begging for them to come back. I, I just don't know how anybody, even if they were raised in a, in a God-fearing, country-loving, either or preferably both household, and who had a, a, a spirit, a heart, maybe a family history of service through the military to their country, to their fellow citizen, how could you go to work in this debased, woke military. If you'd been axed, and you know, they're offering, it's it's like it's an amnesty. We will clean your record. We will restore your benefits. Just please come back. And no, you don't have to take this poison. Could you do it? 
Would you even want to do it? Takes a special kind of person to serve. And, you know, we've had plenty of heroes on this show and, and uh, many who've become friends and clients. And, um, and there's nothing I admire more than the men and women who put on the badge and the men and women who go to fight our wars. But how could you do it after the disrespect and with what, what they're doing with the military right now? It is pathetic. While Joe Biden was giving 30-second 30 sound bites from one of his many Chinese-bought mansions, Donald Trump was down on the southern border dishing up turkey, feeding National Guardsmen. The contrast, the comparisons are just so extraordinary right now. And that is why they've got to keep bringing these criminal charges, these civil lawsuits. Trump equals Hitler. It's fascism. If Trump gets reelected, it's the end of the world. Everywhere you turn around, that's what you hear from the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine. Because they know if Trump gets back into office, and of course he's everywhere you look, he's leading, the endorsements from certain evangelicals or certain Iowa governors or others don't see, seem to be helping Ron DeSantis very much. Obviously, we'll find out for real come January, come the beginning of primary season, the real beginning of primary season. But they know, they absolutely know, if he gets back in with what he's learned now, with what he learned during the first four years, when he accomplished more than any sitting president in a first term, literally, you, you know, stack it up, stack it up against my hero, Ronald Reagan, stack it up against any other, I said living president, but what I meant was modern president, not too many still living. And what he knows by the people that he, you know, put into place who were supposed to serve his administration's goals and instead spent four years running interference, creating Russian, you know, propaganda and lies, collusion, impeachments, all, all of the nonsense that has been disproven time after time after time. They know if he gets back into office as fast as this country turned around during the first term of Trump and as exceedingly bad as it's gotten during this first term of the supposed president, Joe Biden, the pendulum comes swinging back and they are terrified, absolutely terrified. So, you know, if you ever spend any time watching MSLSD or the corrupt news network or any of the other leftist propaganda, uh, you notice I didn't quite say Fox News. It's uh, it's better than most. It's what you're seeing. Trump is Hitler. Fascism. He wants to hang his enemies. He wants to execute his... Come on. But that's what they got. It's all they've got because their policies have left us in the biggest... I'm 64 years old. I grew up, you know, I'm sure the 50s were special. I grew up in the 60s and into the 70s in a wholly different America. And what they've done in three years to our security, to our stability, 
to our financial welfare, for a family starting out ability to buy a home, purchase a car, feed their family. The southern border, the floodgates are open. Terrorists, rapists, and certainly sad people looking for a better life, violating our laws to start it. And this current administration doesn't, doesn't first of all, doesn't try to execute the laws, doesn't try to enforce the laws, doesn't just turn a blind eye to it, but instead encourages it, supports it, supplements it, spends money to make it happen, and then lies about it every time they open their mouth. So they're terrified of another term of Donald Trump, and it's going to get worse before it gets better. I pray... And, you know, the relationship that I've developed with him, the beautiful letter that he sent to my wife. Obviously, I have a personal interest in his well-being. But setting all that aside, a man who's running for president, RFK Jr., can't get Secret Service protection. Donald Trump, as a former president, has it for life. But how good is it? Wasn't it 60 years ago, just a couple days ago, was it November 22nd, I think, was the assassination of JFK in broad daylight? RFK Jr. says, you know, CIA involvement. Donald Trump promised to release the, the suppressed information on the assassination, and apparently, once he got in office, said, I'm not doing that, because he didn't think America could handle what there was to see. I am concerned about his survival, much less his freedom, much less his political success, about his survival because of the world that the people in charge of Joe Biden have created for us over the last three years. I know we've got calls coming in. I'm running very, very late on the break. I haven't even started the John Strand tape, but I've been away a while, so... It's just coming out, baby. Stay with us. I'm Randy Corcoran here on 710-KNUS. Just keeping a cheery attitude tonight. I can't seem to help it. Being here with you is always a good time. Welcome back. Randy Corcoran, 710-KNUS, 303-696-1971 is the number. 696-1971, cold and crisp. Winter is setting in, but you know, the solstice is what? What is it? The 25th? So 28th, exactly four weeks from today. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's December 22nd. So that would be four weeks from today. The days will start getting longer again. And the sun will be back. I, I live for that day. I live for daylight. And I imagine you do, too. All right, we're going to get to the phones here in just a second. I want to um, so reset uh, what I think the theme of the show may become here in a little bit. And that is, finally, at last, uncovering the truth about January 6th. We've played uh, interviews here from actual J6 prisoners from their jail cells. Um, we've shared some of the stories, uh, the pictures. Obviously not on the radio show, but for people who ask of the just unbelievable conditions that these folks are being exposed to. And, you know, since you have to these days, you have to make clear, um, I don't support anybody who committed violence on January 6th, who lifted one finger against a police officer. Although we are seeing an awful lot of video now 
showing that Capitol Hill police were instigators of violence. Um, there's a picture on my Twitter, now X feed, of some of the recently released footage showing a Capitol Hill cop pushing a must be a 68, 70 plus year old grandmother holding a flag, saying nothing aggressive, doing nothing aggressive, apparently was two steps up too far on the Capitol, shoved her down the stairs backwards. You've probably seen the video of the Capitol Hill cop pushing someone who was scaling uh, a wall on a ladder and shouldn't have been doing that. He should have been dragged over the edge and hauled off to jail, but shoved off of the ladder, falling 30, 40 feet or more. It's not what these people are supposed to do, not what these folks are there to do. And then you can also see peaceful crowds milling around outside the Capitol before they mysteriously opened the doors from the inside. How did that happen? We have the video proof now. We talked about it. Now we can see it. Launching flash bombs and smoke bombs into these crowds. And of course, getting people agitated. Just, you know, the J6, it was such an honor as your RNC committee man for Colorado to vote to sanction to sanction uh, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. It was just one of the great acts. You know, as I contemplate whether I want to rerun for that position again, this would be my election year coming up. Uh, The joy of actually being able to send that message to those so-called Republican, just absolute fabricators on the J6 committee, Kinzinger and Cheney. It... It might be worth it just for another opportunity like that. So I'm not going to get to the John Strand stuff because he's going to tell the story. Um, This hour, we'll we'll start it next hour. We've got some phone calls we want to deal with first. Uh, Why don't we go to Mike in Aurora. John, are you ready for me? Mike, are you there? Yeah, sorry. uh, Driving. Hey, how's it going? Oh, real great. Um, Yeah, we know Biden says a lot of stupid things. But I wonder if you caught this one. It almost flew under my radar. I caught it on Red State. He he claimed that Hamas attacked uh, Israel because he was building a railroad. <laughs> yeah, actually, I've I've got that idiot that audio. Why don't we let's see? Do we have time? Yeah, we. That got, idiot. It, it's just unbelievable. Uh, let me hear this. Just take a listen. Let's okay. just let's share it. Since you brought it up, let's share it with the audience. Yeah. This is unbelievable. But I believe one of the reasons why Hamas struck when they did was they knew that I was working very closely with the Saudis and others in the region to bring peace to the region by having recognition of Israel and Israel's right to exist. You may recall when we did the G20 about a little while ago, I was able to get a resolution, a a statement passed through there saying we're going to build a railroad from Riyadh all the way through the Middle East into into Saudi Arabia, Israel, et cetera, and all the way up to Europe. Not the not the railroad, but it would be an underground pipeline and then railroad. And I think most Arab nations know it in coordinating with one another to change the dynamic in their region for longer-term peace. God. And uh, that is uh, what I'm going to continue The babbling buffoon. Thank you all very, very much. I appreciate it. 
Yeah, remember when uh, Donald Trump, who should have won the Nobel Peace Prize, put together the Abraham Accords? Remember all the countries oh, that wanted to the, he jump in? The, yeah, he claimed he also did that, too. <laughs> did you know that? Well, no, you said it. it me, 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 me. Yeah. Mike, you know, <laughs> when you're creepy and sleepy, it's one thing. But when you have law, I mean, Biden was always an idiot. The, the recordings oh of him, God. the lies as a candidate, the times he had to mm -hmm. uh, withdraw his presidential campaigns because he was caught lying. We've, we've played them. We've played mm -hmm. even CBS news clips reporting on Biden's plagiarism back in the how, 70s. How, Go ahead. How can, this, yeah, how can this guy still be here? How can there be a scintilla of support for him? Because Barack Hussein Obama needed a puppet. And they found the perfect foil. He's a puppet on a string. He's not going to survive any longer than this term. Uh, he's not going to be their nominee. I continue to predict, along with my friend filmmaker Joel Gilbert, Michelle Obama will be the Democrat nominee. But right now they've got a puppet, and he can take the fall. He's going to take the fall for his corruption. He's going to take the fall for his crimes. And he's going to step down, but he'll be too old to prosecute. Too feeble to face any real consequences. Boy, I don't know. I just, I think he's going to hang in there and write it out. You think and he's going to run for a second term? Yeah, I, I think he's wow. going to be there. I, well, I know. I know you, you, Hugh Hewitt, think, and Dan Kaplan think he won't be there, but I disagree. Uh, Mark Levin says he will be there. Yeah. Well, oh, and Mark Levin had. Now, Mark Levine had an excellent interview with Nikki Haley, or I mean uh, Ramaswamy, and he, he was he was pointing out how what a phony she was, um, and how she she uh, she won't reveal her tax records for this this private uh, uh, defense uh, LLC she's got running scam. Uh, he, he's the one I, I would he's the one that should be. That's my number one choice, my only choice for Trump's running me. Well, what that's that's well, you know, I've met Vivek. I've spent some time with him. Um, a, a girl who went to high school with him uh, that I met at, uh, I think it was a Republican event. Maybe it was CPAC again. Uh, she and I have become friends. And so when he was campaigning, uh, she got me into a personal event with him. And uh, and he's I mean, he is so smart that your hair hurts. When you're around him, yeah. you know, yeah. And mm -hmm. the way he has destroyed the Republican candidates in those debates is absolutely phenomenal. And yeah. so, oh um, yes. I, I love him. I, he's, he's not going to be the nominee. It's going to be Donald Trump. If no. that's the case, will you vote for him? Oh yeah, and like I said, I want to see Ramaswamy as as VP. <laughs> I mean, that man. How about I mean, Tucker? Carl heard... How about Tucker Carlson, Mike? We've only got about ten seconds. Yeah, that would be good too. When I heard him on uh, Levin, I, he's just—he is so damn intelligent. It, it, like you said, it makes your hair hurt. Yeah, yeah, you get a headache just thinking about how smart that dude is. Mike, thanks for kicking us yeah. off tonight. I do appreciate it. We've got You're full welcome. lines. Mike's line will be open here in a minute. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. First under first hour is underway. So glad to have you here. Stay with us. Hour two ahead, right here on seven ten. K-N-U-S. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.